Well, I'm Brother Jared Atkins. <laughs> I'm Brother Todd Whaley. Welcome to another episode of that other Masonic podcast. We got a treat today. We do. So the last episode we did. Every episode's a treat, man. Come well, on. the last episode we did, we talked to our guest's son, who's a great friend of ours. Yep. And we we're like, we want to talk to his dad because <clears throat> since I came back two years ago. So we're going to blame somebody. Right? Yeah. <laughs> since I came back two years ago, uh, this guy's been a guy that uh, I've learned a lot from. In my journey into the York, right, this guy's a part of that. This guy's been a huge supporter of that, too. So uh, today we've got Brother Phil Stroud. Phil, would you introduce yourself and run through your Masonic titles for all our listeners? All right. Uh, yeah, I'm Philip Stroud. Uh, I was raised in Newton Stewart Lodge. Number 432, back in 1996, uh, was passed or was the master in 2004, master again this year. <laughs> and uh, I was joined the York Rite in 2004, was the uh, excellent high priest of Slayton Stevens chapter number 168 in 2006, the uh, illustrious master of the council in 2006 and the eminent commander of right commandery number 64 in 2006 so i was uh head of the, all three bodies of the york right in the same year nice and then in 2007 i joined the uh i was invited to join the york right college at evansville and was made uh a elected uh governor in 2009, uh, and in, uh, to kind of backtrack a little bit, uh, the year that I was raised, I went to an outdoor degree up at uh, Seaboat Quarry in north of Bedford. Okay. And I know where that's at. You know where that's at? I know okay. where that's at. So an outdoor degree is always nice. Right. Fun. In the middle of August, so it's about 99, you know, <laughs> yeah. in shade, and there's yeah. no shade in there's the quarry. There's no shade in the quarry, no. <laughs> no shade in the quarry. So they were introducing distinguished guests, and they introduced a gentleman by the name of Don Shaw, and he was the past president of an organization called National Sojourners. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that. I I've see it on Jackie's it. email and uh, and on uh, Michael Pettigrew's email yeah. all the time, but I'm not really familiar with it. Okay, if you've ever been in the military... It is an organization of military for masons for uh, that have been prior service, which is what which you are, by the way. I are, uh, and proud to be a veteran. <laughs> Englishman, and uh, <laughs> so I looked this gentleman up after the degree was over. I went. I thought, hey, I want to join that organization. So it just so happened he had a petition on him. I filled it out, sent it back to him, and in December of '96, I was uh, elected into the uh, National Soldiers. I've been. Uh, president of that chapter, and I'm currently the secretary of that chapter and okay. treasurer. Uh, so anyway, uh, after I got into the uh, York Art College, I uh, was elected into uh, York Knight York Cross of Honor, which has been the head of all four bodies. Right. Blue Lodge, you're the past master. You're the high priest of a chapter. You're the illustrious master of a council. And a commander of the commandery. So you are elected to receive the KYCH. So I have my KYCH. And in 2014, I received my Order of the Purple Cross, which is the highest honor that you can receive in the York Rite. Mm -hmm. Right. So 
Uh, kind of like the thirty third of the Scottish, right? That's kind of it, what I'm it, thinking. It's like that'd be like the equivalent of the thirty third in the Scottish. If you look at a thirty third degrees ring, he has three rings on his. Yep. Right. Mine has five, which is the, the Pentagon, years, yep. which is the. That's cool. Yeah, I've known I know several KYCH guys, the Purple Cross guys, and all good dudes. Everyone I've ever met, you know, they're very well well versed in all Blue Lodge York, right? So now you're also a member of Scottish, right? I am the member of the Scottish Rite, and this year, I, or for one more year, I will be serving as the uh, Sovereign Prince of the Gedaliah Council of uh, Princes of Jerusalem of the Scottish Rite bodies. Now, Phil, are you, like we had talked when I turned in my York Rite petition, are you with the valley that's in Corden or the valley that's in Evansville? I'm with the Valley of Corden. I'm a charter member of the chart, uh, Corden. See, when I was thinking, when I was deciding between which Rite body I was going to join, when I was leaning towards the Scottish Rite at first, then I was trying to decide if I wanted to go to Corden or Evansville, and I was leaning towards the valley up at Corden. In my estimation, it would be closer for you. Right. To go to, that was the reason I would never join a Scottish Rite valley was because the closest one was either uh, Evansville, Terre Haute, or Indianapolis, two hours away. And I didn't know that there, you know, the Louisville Valley uh, – is uh, the southern yeah. Masonic jurisdiction, which is a little bit different than the northern Masonic jurisdiction. Yeah, so, they, they still stick to morals and dogma. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, when they were forming that valley down at Croydon and asked me to you know, help get that started, I was all in favor of it because mm -hmm. I thought, well, hey, that's only 45 minutes, and that's where our York Rite College, I'm a member of, I'm a charter member of the York Rite College there at Croydon. Right. So yeah. uh, I'm now, a member you, of two different York Rite Colleges. Now, do you have all three bodies down there at Croydon, or do you just have just one of them? Do you have the Rose Croy and the... We've got all four bodies of the all Scottish four? Rite. Okay. We've got all four bodies. I, would, I, 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 heard, I thought I heard you guys only had like one or two of them. I wasn't sure. I didn't really there, look that much uh, into it. York Rite at Croydon only has the chapter and council. Okay. So if you want to join the commandery... In New York, right? You have to go else, to yeah. either New Albany or Bedford. Right. Okay. But I need the, the Scotch Rite was pretty. It's a, it's a newer Scotch Rite, so it's still pretty, you know, small compared to Indianapolis or say Louisville or something like that or Evansville. Indianapolis has over six thousand members. Yeah. Uh, Evansville's got, uh, I think, maybe close to five hundred or somewhere thereabouts. <laughs> we've got a hundred and fifty now. Okay, that's good. And you guys are growing. I mean, received the Valley of Excellence for. Two years in a row, and we're working on our third. Cool. Do you All see? Right. Do you see the smile on my face? Mm -hmm. I'm so happy. I've wanted to sit down and talk to Phil for oh, so yeah. long. This is going to be a <laughs> yeah. a fantastic episode. So, Phil, here here's the question that we start every episode with: How and why did you get involved in Freemasonry to begin with? That is a great story, and I'm glad you asked that question, Jerry. Well, I love to hear it. I've wanted to talk to you for so long. So, my father was. Raised in uh, Marengo Lodge in 1958. Okay. And like a lot of, as you can probably well attest to, uh, things happen in your life that your job and oh, things yeah. take you away from it. Well, that was what happened to my father. He wasn't able to go to the meetings, you know, but I remember going to uh, fellowship dinners and everything right. there at the lodge and it, it was nice. And right. I enjoyed that. And so that introduced me to masonry. But we were on vacation one year. This was in 1960, 
four, I think. We were coming back from Colorado, uh-huh. visiting uh, my uncle, my uh, dad's niece. That was a long there. drive back in. <laughs> in the middle of the night, and we're getting tired, and we pull over to find a motel, and Dad goes in, and I go in with him, and he puts his hand up on the counter. Bet you there's a ring on that finger. And he had a ring on his finger. (laughs) The gentleman behind the counter said, Brother, I'm sorry I don't have any rooms, but for you, I've got a trailer right out back. I'll let you stay there for the night. So that was me, you know. Seeing that, yeah. Receiving, you know, from a brother to another brother. Wherever you go in this world, masonry is always there. That obligation that we take Experience. on that altar out there, mm-hmm. we we hold fast to that. Oh, yes. That, you know, whenever you run into a brother that is in a penniless situation mm-hmm. or in a uh, situation where you need a shelter for the night, yep. brother will take care of brothers. Oh, yeah. Without inconveniencing yourself. Right. So that introduced me to masonry, and I thought, I want to be that. But I couldn't get into it, and it wasn't until after my uncle died that I thought, I've got to do it now. Oh, yeah. Right. So my uncle was a member of Paoli Lodge. So I've got masonry. I go way back in masonry. So what kept you What kept you coming back to this? You know, you get, get to become a master mason. What kept you going back to the next day of the meeting? And getting involved into it from there. I just enjoyed being with those brothers. Uh, yeah. You know, the camaraderie. Uh, we we uh, experienced that in the army or in the military. Right. Uh, you always, you feel like that uh, they've got your back, so mm-hmm. to speak. And I, that's what I felt whenever I was with a mason, or most of the people that I have met in masonry. Uh, I have always uh, had a a fondness or right. something that right, right. that they say or that they do that uh, makes me want to go back and see them again. Just like you two guys here, it's always a pleasure to see you wherever I see you. And uh, when I after I took my uh, entered apprentice degree. The guy that became my mentor, uh, and you know, he appointed himself that. I had a little office there in Paoli, and uh, he would come down to the office, him and his cousin, and make me do the questions and answers. Yep. And so one night they had an entered apprentice at Equity over here, and he stopped by and said, Phil, we're going to Equity tonight. And I said, okay. So he said, I'll pick you up at whatever time. We get down there, and then the master is trying to fill out, you know, who's going to do the questions and answer, who's going to do the charge and everything. And Raymond says, me and Phil's going to do the questions and answers. I love that. That's, that's I love that's that. What that's what happened to you and Don Nesbitt. You talk about time. that all the time. Every time I walk in, he can do whatever you want. Like, I've never <laughs> even seen that before. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Well, so, that's how you learn. No. That's the way you learn, Todd. I mean, uh, and, you know, I, even though I've been in this for 27 years, but I, as I was saying outside, I still not learned – the charges and it kind of bothers me that uh being a master of the lodge and i never have been never done the charge yet and so uh well i think i think it's uh, it's different in indiana where we give away a lot of the work that the master has to do like you know the apron lecture the 
the working tools. I've seen guys give that away, like guys give the working lecture or the working tools and the charges. Right. Some states, the master does all that work. He has to do all that work himself. I mean, Indiana's, you know, we're, we're a little bit different where we will give that work away and let the brothers get involved that way. And, and, and there's, a, there's two ways of looking at that. Uh, it's you got brothers traveling, visiting and everything, and mm-hmm. you think uh, they have taken time out to come and visit. Why make them sit on the sidelines? Yep. And so that's where, uh, you know, there's a lot of different uh, views on that as to whether we should let visiting brothers sit on the sidelines and do nothing or actually, as you say, yeah. put them to work. So, See, I always look forward to going to, to visiting lodge and doing work at their lodge. To me, right. I tell you, that's just fun because we don't have a whole lot of work here as of right now and everything. And, you know, we work hard to learn the, this work, right. you know, if it's the, the, the charge or April or whatever. You work hard at memorizing that stuff and you want to give it. So if, if they're willing to let you do it, I mean, Go I'd, for it. I'd love to do it. I mean, yeah. You know, Phil, that brings me to an interesting question because, <clears throat> you know, I vaguely remember seeing you once or twice the first five, four or five years I was active before I went away for eight years. But it's the two years now since I've been back that I've really got to know you. And I've watched you do work in lodges, some of the degree. Like, do you have a favorite piece of ritual that you like to do? Does one of, you know, or do you have a favorite degree that you like to just sit and watch or be a part of? Or I think Ryan has kind of got me uh, after I raised him. And we and he wanted to go visit lodges. Uh, that's one thing I like about that Ryan has got me interested in even more than when I first joined. Uh, and that's going around and visit. And it seemed like he said, "Dad, let's do the questions and answers." Right. So I mm-hmm. I feel like right you know to me right now the questions and answers are something that I like to do or. The second craft in the yeah. in the master mason. Second craft's a good part. I like second craft. Well, well, I mean, the few times that I've been to your lodge, three or four times, I've I've volunteered. Me and Jackie Ash, and I think somebody else. I that's what I like doing. My favorite piece of ritual is doing the questions and answers on the inner apprentice and the fellow craft degree because it takes me back to to when I used to study with my with my grandfather who I lost two years ago. You know, <clears throat> studying with him, I like to tell everybody, I, 15 years of being in, I, I learned the old school way. If I studied that little book with my grandfather, it wouldn't matter if we got to the last page and it was the last word. Buddy, if I miss that last word, we're going all the way back to the front. <laughs> if I study with my dad, with his son, if I study with my dad, if I'd miss a word, I'll just keep rolling. No, 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 not with Grandpa. That didn't work. You you could be the last word of the book, buddy. We're going all the way back to the front. And I'm so thankful that I learned yeah. that way. You know, and, and some guys, they don't. And, you know, the other night we had that degree work, and I flubbed up a couple lines during the Q&A, and I, yeah, I was yeah. so embarrassed because I missed, like, a handful of words. But, yeah, it wasn't that bad, though. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, that's the thing I like doing. I like doing Q&A. I've been working on learning the charges. I mean, I should I should know more than what I do, but, I mean, I have I was guilty at, you know, I didn't pick up my book forever. Now yeah. that I've been back, I try to pick it up at least once a week. There's always something you can learn from that book, always. Well, no, it's harder for me now having kids because, you know, my only time really to study the way I need to study is when my kids are asleep. 
Well, my kids go to sleep. I go to sleep, too. So right. I can help you're probably still working. Yeah, working more now than I did back then. But Because I, mean, I went through, you know, I was in my early, I think I was 23 when I joined back in 02. And, you know, I, I did all my stuff before I ever got married. I was past master when I met my wife. Wow. So, you know, it's, it's like I've already learned it. But now I got to go back. I got to refresh on everything. It's hard if I want to learn something new. I got to basically just go hide somewhere for an hour or so and go over it a thousand times. But that's my it's problem. Is different. Uh, I'm much much older now. Things don't stay in there like they used to. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> uh, I'm getting that now. And trying to and as you're uh, well aware of, Todd is that or not? I'm sorry, Jared. In New York, right? We've got a. A whole new set of rituals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to learn those parts and uh, trying to keep them separate. I think it was one <laughs> night we were having a degree, and one of the brothers, he was an Eastern Star, and he started giving the knocks of the Eastern Star, and I thought, what in the world is he doing? <laughs> so that's uh i've done that several times <laughs> i i did want to talk to you about that a little bit i mean we're going to talk to you about blue we're going to talk to you about everything but i know york right is a passion of yours talk to me about how you how did you get involved with the york right what made you decide hmm this is the next step for me there was a two gentlemen that got me interested in york right uh both of them are gone uh charlie huff who was a member of Blue River Lodge, Eckerty. I know Charlie. Uh, I heard that name. And I know I Charlie. Think he was even a, uh, the secretary here at Birdseye. Think he was. So anyway, him and a gentleman by the name of uh, Bob Bragg. Oh, I know Bob. Oh, I know Bob. You guys Bob. know Bob? Oh yeah. I know Bob. Okay. So they both, uh, the year I was master, they said, "Hey, you know, got to get into York, right?" Okay. So. <laughs> They Sounds gave me like the position, I filled it out, and I went to Evansville and did a one-day class at Evansville. It started at 8 o'clock that morning, and it was 7 o'clock that night before we got done with yeah. the four degrees of the chapter, two degrees of council, and oh, yeah. three orders of commandery. That's talking a long being, class. I did the same thing. Talking about being your brain being mushed oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. by that night. I did the same thing at the Marat one-day uh, class, something <laughs> Marat. It was a... Start seven in the morning, got done about eight thirty, nine o'clock. Right, and uh, so I did. I didn't remember any of the no. words or grips or anything like that. So I still couldn't tell you this. And I still and I still have trouble with some of them. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know what's funny? Uh, as we're recording this, you know, a week from Wednesday. Yeah. So next week, Wednesday. Uh, I'll take my third York Wright degree, which is the uh, most excellent. Yeah, the Emmy, which should have happened already, but something came up that I wasn't able to make it to Vincennes. One thing I've noticed throughout these degrees is, you know, I have my lodge bag. It's hanging right here. It's the converted diaper Your bag. Diaper bag yeah. You make fun of me for. <laughs> I don't make fun of you for. But you when I when I'm sitting in when I'm sitting in the south or whether I'm filling in in the east or whether I'm sitting on the sideline, I always have my ritual, my monitor with me, right? Well, as I'm going through these Yorkite degrees, I keep reaching in my back pocket because I'm so used I'm so used to pulling my books out and following along, and I'm like, right. wait, I don't have these books yet because I'm I'm yeah. constantly wanting more. And I and I tell you this, I, I'm glad you're here because I wanted to tell you this in person. I kind of wish I would have 
made this jump to another appendant to an appendant body 15 years ago after I got raised, but I'm really glad in a way also I didn't because now I'm 36, you know, I'm divorced. I've got kids. They're getting older. I'm able to, I think I appreciate this more now than what I would have done as a 21 year old kid, just having all this information just bombarded on him. Right. And I'm seeing things and this was a focal point of contention for me for almost a year. I talked to everybody. It's like, oh, I want to join an independent body. Then I decided it was going to be one of the right bodies, and I couldn't decide which one I want to do. And uh, Brother Randy Seipel put it to me better than anybody ever has. Uh, our, uh, what is he? He's our senior warden this year, isn't he, Randy? Yeah, grand senior, yeah. Warden, yeah. Grand senior warden. Randy goes, it's like going to college. He said, the Scottish rights where you go to get your philosophy degree the York rights where you go to get your history degree. And I'm like, I'm a huge history nerd. <laughs> and through these first two degrees, I've wow. seen a lot of interesting it's, – it's been super awesome. And it's just I, – I leave there – I leave Huntingburg the, the first two times, the first two degrees, and I'm just like – I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I never thought of it like this before. It has been such an eye-opening experience – and Rob Hendricks told me the other night, he goes, just wait, it's going to get better. He well, said, like I promise. fourth degree is like the second half of the fellow craft. Degree. Well, that's what he told me. He goes, your, like your, yeah. your fourth degree is, your, is one of your big ones. He goes, there's a handful of degrees in your Yorkite journey that are big ones. Mm -hmm. He said, the fourth one's one of the big ones. So I can't wait. Now, do they always give the most excellent uh, degree uh, in chapter? Yes. Do you always get that one? As far as I know, I don't I'm know thinking, of any other appendant body that the MEM, yeah. most excellent master degree. Maybe I'm thinking the uh, in the council, there's a, they're super excellent. There's a super excellent that yeah. has a lot of. I don't think I've gotten that one. Now, the council comes after. I'm still learning. Yeah, chapter, yeah, chapter comes chapter, after council. council yes. or, or the, yeah. Council comes after. And then chapter. the commandery is the last one, right? Correct. Yeah. That's where yeah. the Knights Templar thing comes yeah, right. from. Red, purple, to, red, purple, black. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. where you get the raised sword and. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's where Roger Ray Gordon and I me that night. So, no big deal. But Carson, <laughs> and if you're familiar with Carson Smith, Carson Smith will be oh, yeah. one of the first to tell you the only reason, probably the biggest reason he joined the Masons was so he could become a Knight Templar. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of guys like that. Yeah. yeah. His grandfather was in the York, right? And yep. he saw his grandfather's sword. And as a matter of fact, I think he even got his grandfather's sword and had it refinished and everything else oh, like yeah. that. He is. Uh, Carson Smith to me was always the epitome of a Knight Templar. Oh yeah, he you does. Know, he's he wears that or... uniform with 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 pride, with yep. a lot of pride. Yeah, but he's been he went to my home lodge and gave a presentation on one time about York Rite. When you still lived up north, I still lived up north. Yeah, he called me and said, "Can I come give a York Rite presentation?" I was right. like, "Absolutely, come on up." <laughs> and so we had him up and everything, and he went off for about a good thirty five forty minutes about all the chapter council commander and everything, and he's he got, got me a involved. Good presentation on Rosalind Chapel too. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't heard that, but I know he does. Yeah. He does it. Yeah. I was so nervous that first night, and of course there was That's another guest we got to get. Carson Smith would be a great one. There, there was three other candidates that night for mm -hmm. for the degrees, and, and that's uh, awesome. A lot of chapters don't have that. Uh -uh. We got three guys going through it one. Well, time. and you know the 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 one I missed at Vincennes two weeks ago. There was R four, mm -hmm. including me, plus the other one. Yeah. So. uh I guess this coming next week, Wednesday, it's going to be just me. But then right. back on the eighth, when we go to the to the the fourth one on the eighth, it'll right. be all of us together again. But 
I'll never forget that night. I was so nervous, and uh, Rob Hendricks and Danny both come up to me like, you don't have nothing to be nervous no. about. No, no. It's not like going through Lodge and everything. Uh-huh. He said, like that's that. what blindfold. That's what Danny said. He goes, it's, he said, it's nothing like when you went through your first three degrees. Mm-hmm. He goes, don't worry. He said, just follow me and do as I say. It's, yeah. All right. But it was such a beautiful – it was so rich. and Oh, my gosh, yes. You know, and I've told you, and I haven't really had a chance to talk to Phil about this. but i got to pay my for the, back, get back into it. For the I last really year to. or so, I'm telling you, it's like I'm needing something more than just coming to Lodge for a state of meeting or going to see a degree. I want something more. I'm getting it now with this oh, yeah. because it's opening my eyes to stuff I never well, thought it about. It answers a lot of questions in Blue Lodge. And it answers left. questions in Blue Lodge that we don't get answered. Right. There you go. Yeah. So – Wait till you get to the uh, council degrees. That's where it gets neat. Yeah. <laughs> the council, I, I mean, I'd love the chapter. The, the chapter with all the li- lectures and the ritual and everything is, but the some of the guys doing the doing the council ritual, like how? I mean, they're doing like stereo lecture plus. Exactly. Some of them when they're going through all the veils and stuff like that. It's like holy cow! How do you memorize all that? And, Speaking of degree work, I wanted to segue to this in the la- in the two years that I've came back. And it would be two years this month I've been back full-time in Lodge. You have, uh, you guys have had a lot of degree work come through Newton Stewart. In, oh, addition, yeah. in addition to you guys have also allowed either French Lick or Paoli to use your guys' Lodge yeah. for a few degrees. And I can think in particular, the one I'm thinking about the most was, uh, and I'll ne- I can't forget his, I keep, forget, I keep forgetting his last name, but Brother Johnny's three sons and his son-in-law. Dunn. Johnny Dunn, that's yeah. right. right. I've sat in Lodge with Don, uh, Johnny once or twice before, the first time, and uh, I know that, that that little lodge at New uh, and, and size wise, building wise, Newton Stewart's a little bit smaller than ours. Yeah, a little bit. But that lodge was packed for all those four yeah. boys, all three of their degrees. That lodge was packed every time. Well, Newton Stewart was the first lodge I went to after I moved down here. Was it? Yep, Bob Bragg. Uh, you got to put it on Facebook somewhere that uh, Newton Stewart's having. An, I forget what degree even was. I think it's probably Enterprise. If it'd been a fellow craft, I probably wouldn't have went. But their enterprise master Mason, I called Bob Bragg, said, "Hey, I'm uh, been out the air for almost ten years now. I haven't went to lodge anywhere. I was like, I like to come to you guys lodge, watch the dress code, watch the protocol, and everything. He said, just come as you are. Right. You know how Bob is. Bob know, always had the big cowboy hat, the big yeah. belt buckle, and the boots. And uh, <laughs> they brought me in, and uh, Bob's brother uh, Ron took, took me into the lodge room. And I see my dues card, and everything. And here's my dues card, and <laughs> had me take the uh, the obligation. I said, well, for that, let me look at your charter. Yeah, well, you know what the hell you're doing, you know. You know how Ron is, but he gave me the 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 over the, uh, obligation anyway and everything. So I shouldn't give you. I said you have to look at the charter. So I was like, okay. Fun fact, <laughs> and I can remember clear as day, October of 2007 is when I took my entered apprentice degree. You know who did the crossfire on that degree? Bob and Ron Bragg, well, probably. And man, I I was never so amazed sitting there at that chair, just west of the altar, just yeah. watching them too. And it's they didn't miss a and it was, they didn't it miss was, a beat. It was funny me meeting those guys for meeting Bob first because he's originally from Elwood, Indiana. Both of them are from which Elwood, which is the neighboring town to where I grew up. Oh, yeah, I grew up in Tipton. Tipton, Elwood's fifteen minutes apart on, wow. the, same, on the same state road. And they, they tell him, like, wait a minute, you're from Elwood? And he goes, yes, yeah. I'm from Tipton. I said, how in the hell does this happen? <laughs> but, yeah, those guys, they knew some of the same people I knew from Elwood, Tipton, stuff like that. It's like, holy cow. I miss, I miss uh, Bob. Yeah, Bob, Bob was a, Bob Bob was a great brother. Yep. Yeah. But, no, the point I was getting at is you guys, 
putting something in the water up there just across that Orange County line because you guys have been getting quite a few petitions through in the last two years. We're dipping out of Patoka. So, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got our foot there. Uh, I think uh, the biggest part of it was when Johnny decided to come back to Lodge. Uh, Johnny is, I think, almost a, getting close to a 40-year member of Blue Lodge. And he, uh, I don't know, started talking to his sons and his son-in-law about, you know, joining the lodge because he knew that we needed members. Right. And his brothers or his sons responded to that request. And so we we did. All four of them, you know, as an interdependence and a fellow craft. Yeah. I didn't make their master mason. Those were the first two. Uh, and then we, we split them up for the master mason. Uh, we did two at a time. Okay. We did two one week. And two the next, two the yeah. Because four in one night. Because four Master Masons in one night. is a long it's night. It's going to be a long night. I've seen three in one night, and that's long enough. And so uh, we did, and then uh, we just uh, initiated, <clears throat> excuse me, one last year. Finally got his Master Mason done in April this year. And then we did the entered apprentice for our newest Master Mason in you guys had one not that long ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we did his Master Mason uh, September 11th. Yeah, because so. Kevin reached out to me. Uh, is that, is, that's right, Kevin, right? Kevin, Kevin Kellen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kevin, uh, he reached out to me, and I said, I'm sorry I can't make it. Uh, boy, there's Speaking of him, just for a second, that, that's a knowledgeable guy. He, I watched him give the stare. I know Todd looks at me like he – Todd always looks at me like he kind of goes on for a while, but – I watched him miss that stair lecture, or I watched him. Job, I watched him give the stair lecture, and he apologized because he said he missed a word. And everybody in the room was like, "I don't, I don't think you missed a word, Kevin." But like, and he don't even think about it. And I'm, anyways. And there's a couple other guys, like uh, Jersey Jerry Warren. I used to work with Jerry at Styline when I was right out of high school. And uh, Shannon, Shannon's another guy I met over there. Shannon's a yeah, Shannon's a great guy, and I just. I love coming to Newton Stewart Lodge because you talk about a country lodge. I talk about ours. There's, oh there's is there's literally country, that's a country lodge. That's way out in the boondocks. And well, the only way I ever found there, I was uh, turkey hunting one night, <laughs> one day. Shut up, you're lying. No, no I'm turkey hunting. I, well, I wasn't walking up to it, but I was driving around. I had to have my phone to find all the public land and everything. I was driving around Patoka and all the stuff and. You I just was, came I across by there and I was like, I looked over there and there was a sunglass. I was like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> There's some sunglasses in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I don't even know how I even got there. I, I couldn't, I mean, I didn't come the way you come off from Patoka and everything. I you came get, from the back roads. I came from the back roads and everything, Grow Road. And I'm like, how in the hell did I find this place? Of all places to find. Yeah. But then I, once I saw you, I had to agree with I was like, I'm going to go back there. I bet that's a good place to go. And, and we're glad you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I. It's 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 a nice little country lodge. Like when when Todd and I, you know, we get listeners all over the world now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not just, but for those of us that are not local, you want to talk about a country, country. backwoods lodge. Like, oh, yes. and it's so awesome. It's such a home. You never feel like an outsider there, which well, I guess that the whole point of the fraternity, anyways. But you know how it feels. Right. You walk into some lodges, you feel like an outsider. Sometimes. That don't happen at Newton no. Stewart. Yeah. I come in there and Johnny looked at me one time. Johnny rubbed his belly and I started rubbing mine. He said, "Come get it." He said, "I know you're hungry, big boy." But uh, well, I know uh, at one time for the, the four brothers. At one time, uh, I he said, I'll, "I'll just meet you up there and everything." We lived pretty close to each other. Yeah. And you're running late. You're going to miss breakfast. Like, 
he kept texting me saying, hold on, tell him to hold breakfast, tell him to hold breakfast. Like, there's plenty here. You got plenty the of time. The first time I ever been there, yeah. So you got plenty of time. Like, where's this place? I, I'm driving in the middle of nowhere. I like, yeah. That's why I text him. because It seems like that for a while, yeah. You know, I, you know, 15 years of being in, I, Newton Stewart was one of the ones I had never been to yet. And I'm like, I text Todd that morning for, for Johnny's boys' entered apprentice degree. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm driving in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, just keep driving. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> when you get to the T's, go left. Don't go right because you end up in nowhere. So, <laughs> yeah, you're even farther in nowhere. Yeah, you're deeper in nowhere then. I said, because I've done that before. I've got that crossroad. I'm like, is it that way or that way? And I went, that, I went the wrong and way. You come out of English. I actually turned around before I got to English. When I left that day, I decided to take a back road. I'm like, I'm not even going to turn on the GPS. And I did come out of English. Came out just uh, by English Taswell. Yeah. 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 Oh, you took Taswell? Yeah. yeah. I took the long way around. Out there then. Yeah. It was a nice yeah, little scenic drive. You drive forever. Like, God, this place, where is this place at? And all of a sudden, there it is. Like, hell. Now, you guys, have a, you guys have a star chapter over there, too, right? Yes, we do. French Lick chapter number 249. And I'm the worthy patron of that chapter. Damn, how many nights a week are you busy? Uh, <laughs> He's got that Phil Atkins syndrome. Yeah, he does. Right. <laughs> Me and Phil Atkins are members of a lot of the same Everything. Uh, bodies, so we see each other quite a bit. Uh, Henry Huff, who's no longer with us, you remember Henry. Oh, yes. Henry, uh, the year he became worthy grand patron for the state, was I mean when he got elected in 2008? I got raised on Leap Day in 2008. He goes, well, I'm gonna be out doing Worthy Grant. He goes, I probably won't make a single meeting this year. He said, you just fill in my chair for me. So I said, and I said, a senior deacon for most of 2008 while he was doing the Worthy Grand Patron stuff. And I'll never forget. I was just looking around. It's like one day I want to be a Mason like this, a guy that's called on to to serve in a high position and. And do all this stuff. And you're going to get a kick out of this. Up until about six months ago, I used to think that I wanted to get in Grand Line. Like, that was what I needed. I look at what Todd and I are doing now with this show and the number of people we're reaching. And we're giving, we're giving Masons a chance to get on and tell their story. This is what I was looking for. This is what I need. I don't need, I don't need purple. I'm happy right here with what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. we get the chance to sit down with people like you. Like, there, there's a list of brothers that we're going to talk to eventually, but there's also brothers that are local. It's like, we've oh, yeah. got to talk to this guy. There was just something about meeting you and becoming fascinated with you, and it's like, this is just a guy that's we want to talk to. Yeah, just a Mason's Mason, you know? Yeah, a Mason's Mason. As Roger, wow, Van Gordon, Roger Van Gordon said it better himself, he said, you just meet some guys that are just a Mason's Mason. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. so um, I forgot what I was going to ask next. Just roll with it. I, I was looking at the email. I look at my uh, the Michael Pegger email. See if you got any degree work coming up. But I didn't see anything on there right away. You know, after we uh, raised that last brother in uh, September, we don't have anything else in the pipeline right now. Okay. So, well, that's good because you know if you don't have any outstanding members, you're even better off. Most lodges have outstanding members who still won't haven't moved on yet. Which right. drives me crazy. But uh, I don't get it. I wanted to give you a chance to, to talk about this if you wanted to, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong because um, the first time I sat at Newton Stewart Lodge, uh, I believe Matt opened the lodge. Matt Baker. Yeah, he was. He was. He said, "I'm." He said, "I'm master now." He said, "I was senior warden." He said, "I'm only master because I'm filling a vacancy," mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that meant until I talked to Jersey and Shannon outside. 
Uh, you guys lost a brother, didn't you? Yes, we did. That was very uh, – his name was Dennis Harper. Okay. Uh, he was the master in 2020 uh, – yeah. He was elected for the master in 2020, and he died Memorial Day weekend of 2020. Walking down his driveway and passed – or just fell down – Heart attack, massive heart attack. And so, you know, that put a little cloud over our lodge for a while because we had never experienced anything like right. that. And so, you know, there's a, whole, a big protocol that you have to go through in order to, oh, yeah. uh, you have to get a dispensation from the grandmaster to hold a special election and everything to elect a new grant, a new master. Mm -hmm which we did and matt was you know the senior warden so it was just uh just move uh, up. you know a kind of a natural uh, everybody moves up you put some idea in the everybody south everybody moves up so yeah matt moved excuse me into his uh, the master's chair to finish out dennis's year and in and no disrespect to dennis and his w widow was very supportive of it and then matt was elected to uh, do a year of his own, right? Which right. turned out to be uh, a COVID year, right? Yeah. So, uh, and then Matt went back over to being our secretary after he uh, filled his master uh, service, and then uh, I was elected master for this year. A fine choice they made, by the way. Yeah. There's there's another brother Julie out. You might still be out on that one. There, there's there's another brother over there I'd like to get on the show and talk to at some point. And I don't know why. He just seems like he'd be a good guy to talk to, and that's JR. I'd like to talk to JR once. JR would give you. <laughs> yeah, JR's got a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, you remember JR, right? He's got the. Oh, he's got such a. He's got one of those beautiful mustaches, one of those old, what they call them, handlebars. Yeah. Kind of go. You know who I'm talking he's about. Got Fu Manchu, Manchu, or Fu Manchu, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I, I'm not very good with faces and names. That's okay. <clears throat> Glasses, short, but uh, Actually, I have seen he and his brother, you know, his brothers, uh, David and William, or Bill. Bill Ratliff. Bill Ratliff. Uh, they've all, they were all uh, masters of the lodge, and uh, Jr. was master two straight years uh, before Dennis was, or after, or before Dennis was the master. So. Uh, Jr. has stepped back in. He, through no fault of his own, he and his brother Bill got suspended for non-payment. But we got them back in, right? Because <coughs> we needed them, and uh, so it was one of these things where one night at our state meeting, we held the election and did the investigation and everything that night. And got them back into the lodge, and it's been a blessing to have Jr. and Bill back in because they can fill in so many different spots. Right. So, uh, I'm glad to have Jr. back. I think a lot of Jr. Uh, I, I I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question is going to deal with the boys, and as it should. But I also feel like there's some other possible answers. What are some of the more memorable experiences you've had throughout the years? Not just 
not just in Blue Lodge, but but with with anything related to masonry. And, and I and I have to I have to agree. I know you're going to say seeing the boys, raising the boys. I'm sure that'll be at the top of the list. But besides that, what are some things that sticks out in your mind over the years? You're like, I was so glad I was a part of that. I think you know I shared with you a while ago that one uh, Raymond Walls. Right. Uh, shortly after I was raised, it was like within three years after I was raised, Raymond passed on. And that was a, a tragedy that uh, I, I remember uh, with, with some sadness. Uh, but I did get to travel with Raymond and uh, that was always enjoyable to get to travel. And the first year that I was a master of the lodge, I made it a point to go out and visit all the lodges that I could to, you know, like we wanted, in order to get other brothers to come to your lodge, you need to go out and visit their lodge, right? Absolutely. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. So that was my that. whole thing as when I was a master. I went to Utica Lodge, and uh, you were talking about uh, being That's challenged a... and everything. Right. And, uh, the gentleman that challenged me there at Utica Lodge asked me, how do you pass a Bible to a brother? And I said, you just hand him the Bible. He said, no. No, it's the thumb underneath the Bible and the four fingers on top. I just no, learned heard, something new just now. I've heard that several times. Yeah. yeah. I would it's my not answer actual ritual way of doing it, but that's it's a proper way to hand a I'm, book. I'm dead serious. The proper way to hand the Bible to a brother is it's yeah. like this. If you would have asked me just now, Phil, I would have been like, You just hand it to him. I, I didn't even realize that. No, I, always, I always thought it was underhanded, but well, oh, like you had to, you learned how to receive your wages, right? As a mark master, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, now you learn how to pass the bar. Yeah. <clears throat> so and things like that. And uh, there's another brother that I have met in my travels. I've been to Elnora Lodge down in Davis County and everything, mm. and, and there's a lot of good brothers down there. Oh yeah. And uh, but there was a brother that used to come to Newton Stewart Lodge, and I'd meet him, French Lick, uh, Shoals. And his name was Gene Keene. Gene is still with us, I know but he is. has a prosthetic leg. And, he had, and his uh, thing when he'd go to the lodge was, have you got hot dogs? He always wanted hot dogs for, <laughs> for the meal. And anyway, I went to Salisbury Lodge one night, and this is when I was a master, and I went to Salisbury Lodge for a master mason. And I uh, walked in, and I knew I was gonna be uh, challenged and everything, and, uh, there was, I asked, you know, if anybody could vouch for me. And I said, if Gene King is here, he can vouch for me. And I heard Gene in the back said, no, I can't vouch for him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gene volunteered right. me and him to do the questions and answers for the Master Mason that Sounds night. Sounds about right. Right. <laughs> so anyway, you know, and yes, I was very, very proud when I was able to raise Ryan. Because uh, I had never really talked about joining the Masons or anything like that. You know, it was like back in the old days to yeah. be one, ask one. Right. Right. Uh, did you, did you get a raise Ross too, or did Ryan raise Ross? I got to raise Ross. That's I actually, awesome. I actually got to do the senior deacon on the second section. Oh, that's Ross's master awesome. Mason. That's, and that's awesome. the first time that I had ever done that one. So that was special too, but yeah. yes, it was a very proud moment. And my dad, uh, demitted. You know, I was talking about right. my dad being mm. a Mason. Well, he got busy, couldn't uh, do it, so he demitted in 72. 
And so he didn't uh, do anything with the lodge. Then when I petitioned the lodge, he petitioned to Newton Stewart by DeMitt to join. So he was able to get uh, elected to the lodge and was able to raise me as a Master Mason. That's awesome. That night. That's super cool. And then he got to see me be the master of the lodge, and he died the next year. Oh, well, at least you got to see that. So those are the things that, and like I said, you know, that night of traveling back and brother saying, you know, hey, I'll take care of you. And my father getting to see me be the master of the lodge, getting to raise my two sons, uh, and... I don't know if I'll ever make it, but you know it would be great to see one of my grandsons. That'd be yeah. awesome. So that would be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> so uh, I know how active Ryan is, and and we we thoroughly enjoyed oh, yeah. our talk with that Ryan. Which, like I said, by the time they hear this, it's already out. That yeah. episode's coming out tomorrow. I can't wait. I'm actually gonna. I don't listen usually. I don't usually listen back to the episodes we put out because I don't, I don't interfere with download numbers. But I'm super excited to hear that again. So mm-hmm. I will check that out. But how I know we talked to you outside about it briefly, but but how is Ross's journey been so far? Is he putting in a lot of work? It sounds like he's yes. staying pretty busy. Ryan has uh, pulled him uh, along. Whenever he can. Right. Uh, uh, Ross is in between jobs right now. So. That's handy. <laughs> yeah. And so, and Ryan has kind of gotten into this. Uh, he, he likes to go down to Kentucky, Kentucky Lodges yeah. and see their degree work. Uh, so he and Ross went down to the outdoor degree, the holler degree. Yeah, he told me about that. Yeah. Down around Mount Washington or something. Something like that, yeah. Uh, that, you know, they had to travel. From the lodge out to the, where the degree was at, mm. and anyway, yeah, he talked to us about that, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, so, and so Ryan has gotten Ross going out, and Ross is wanting to go to different places. And matter of fact, uh, last Tuesday there was an entered apprentice at Milltown, and I texted Ryan and Ross, and Ryan was going somewhere else, <clears throat> but uh, Ross said, "I'll get ready and I'll meet you there." So. And Ross uh, is doing the junior steward, which uh, that's great. He's taking part. Mm-hmm. But Ross is wanting to get out and do it. And like I said, he's trying to learn uh, Jubilum's soliloquy. Uh, he's learned Jubilum's part. Right. Uh, and there's another lecture that I think it's a Kentucky thing uh, that he's trying to learn. So... Uh, I think he's Kentucky someday. I've never seen a degree in there. I've seen the K degree, but that was South Carolina's degree work. Wow. So, <clears throat> yeah, that cave degree I went to down there, CD, CD Ward, it was done by a, a lodge out of South Carolina. Oh, okay. Did, did degree. It was it was interesting. It was similar to ours, but totally different, you know, like every other state. Well, there's another one going around now uh, that's put on by uh, the Indians. Yeah, we, I went, we went to that one. We went to that, yeah. We helped yeah. promote that for the longest time. We're actually uh, we've been in talks with with some members of the team. What we're trying to do is we're we're trying to put a committee together with the other two lodges in Dubois County, and we're going to try to work to see if we can get the Oklahoma uh, Masonic Indian Degree Team out here to somewhere in Southern Indiana, to somewhere in the Dubois County area next year. Maybe hold it at like a, a high school gym or an auditorium, some, somewhere where we can get. 
a lodge set up and tiled and, and put it together because so far and just casually bringing this up with uh, Line Lodge and Jasper and Dubois Lodge and Huntingburg, there's general interest in, in this going on. Uh, some of the some of the old timers right here in, in this lodge who kind of sometimes no offense don't want aren't receptive <laughs> to new ideas were like very, this would be this would be really cool to see right. so yeah I know that. we went over to Illinois Altamont Illinois and they had a, almost uh, what they had about five hundred almost five hundred masons yeah. there wow yeah they for filled, that degree they filled up a middle school gym. they filled up a middle school gymnasium um, uh, it was it was pretty is it it's it, it's a really neat degree it's kind of similar to ours but. They got their different ways to do it. I don't. Stuff I don't really there. want to talk about finances on this, but they were charging about forty or fifty dollars a ticket. Forty dollars a person. They they made enough money because you have to cover. You have to the the degree team just travel. asks that you cover their travel, their travel and their lodging. That's it. And their food. And their food. So they made enough money to cup to pay for the degree team to come out, and then the lodge that put this on in Illinois, they they had so much money left over that they of course they did their. You know, they put some into their lodge's bank account, which as they should. Then they donated the rest of it to local charities and local schools there, wow. which is ultimately what we do anyways. Yeah, and they, right. and they, they paid the, the fire department, cooked all the pork burgers for them and everything. So they paid them for doing that. I gave them a donation for doing that. And they had to buy the food to buy all the buns, pork burgers, everything. They had to give the school some money for the rent of gyms. So. But they, the, the thing is, you know, you know, four or 500 masons, that many people attended. They had enough to cover all these bases. And yet, at the end of the day, they still had enough to give to give charity, which is just so cool. Yeah, which I yeah. think we could do it very easily around here because here's a big here's a big enough Masonic population. I would say within you know 50 miles of this place, we could fill right. up a a gym and auditorium. We could fill a lodge up in a heartbeat. Don't get me wrong, we could do that easy. But I want most people to see this, and you know, I don't more know people to see it would be a would be better. Yeah, I don't I don't know where we're gonna have that yet. We're still we're gonna get a committee together. It might not be this year. It might be next year. Who knows? It might be 2025, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather do it with Dave Morgan because he's local grandmaster next year. I'd rather have it next year, but, you know, right now I can, we can only do what we can do. So I better get my butt and get to playing this a little better. Um, <laughs> Phil, just – I know we haven't spoke a lot about your your journey in the Scottish Rite, but is there a reason why it, you just kind of prefer the York Rite over the Scottish Rite? I guess the only reason I can think of the first thing would be that I've been associated with the York Rite longer. Right. <clears throat> I've only been a, in the Scottish Rite for six years, and uh, I'm not really the, – all the degrees that I've seen in Scottish Rite have mostly been on video. Right. And so I've not got that personal touch that I've got in the York Rite. Since York Rite, we don't do videos. Right. It's all live degree. I love that, by the way. And so uh, I would say that would be the one reason why I lean toward the York Rite. And York Rite has been more uh, supported me or given me more chances to advance. Right. You know, like I've been, uh, was in the grand line for, uh, the commandery, I got all the way up to Grand Junior Steward or Grand Junior Warden, uh, but I dropped out. Uh, and then I've been the uh, Grand Marshal and Chapter. I've been the Grand Historian, Grand Guard. Uh, I was a Grand Chaplain in the Council two years ago. I've 
currently the grand chaplain of the chapter. Um, so York Rite had just been more rewarding for me. Right. And the Scottish Rite, at least I have now uh, head of one of the bodies, and it's been uh, uh, somewhat rewarding. It, it's challenging because there's so much that we have to do to qualify for this Valley of Excellence. Uh, so there's a lot of pressure put on us to, uh, I would say, perform. And and being members of other bodies and everything, it's hard to juggle all those balls. Oh, I, I get, guarantee you know, it. Keep them up in the air yeah. without dropping them. And so uh, trying to set up what is priority, you know, uh, do I go here or do I go there? Uh, I can't go to both places. Right. I'm going to upset someone, and somebody's think, well, you owe more allegiance to us than you owe to them, and I have a problem with that. So, uh, and you know, I'm only a couple months into this to this York Wright journey here, but my biggest thing was when I when I started when I when I realized this was going to happen, and that's when I started talking more to you, started talking more to Rob Hendricks, Dave Allen especially Dave Lingenfelter, Wayne Patmore. I said, I want to do this. This is the next step for me. I'm ready, but make no bones about it. Blue Lodge comes first. Correct. That's what's always going to come first for me. You can't have York Rite without the Blue Lodge. That's right. I'm like, if there's a conflict of something one night, if there's if there's a York Rite degree and a Master Mason degree on the same night, if, should that happen, I said, I'm telling you right now, Blue Lodge comes first. And that's that's my opinion. I believe it should. <clears throat> I know some people don't, you know, like uh, we were talking, we talked to Ryan about this. Uh, I didn't go to Grand Lodge this year. Uh, my daughter had surgery, so I wasn't there that day. But last year in 2022, I went as proxy. And that was when they had the big debate about should new Master Masons be allowed to join dependent bodies right away or should they wait? And I know it was a big hot button issue. Yeah, and it I was. I can see, and my argument is I can see it both ways. I think, you know, if you are a master mason, you should be able to choose what you want to do. But at the same time, you know, maybe if you wait just a year, you've you've got your teeth in this a little bit. You've kind of been integrated into this. Maybe it'll make more. I can see it both ways, and that's that's a, such a hot button issue. But for me, like I've always ta like I've always said, Blue Lodge has to come first before any appendant body because it's without Blue Lodge there is no appendant body. Exactly. So I don't know. It's just my my take on it. And I agree with you on that. Uh, Blue Lodge always needs to come first. And Ryan joined the Scottish Rite. Uh, I think within a year after he uh, was raised, and. It didn't take him long to figure out that, uh, you know, they were trying to do live degrees and they couldn't get enough people together to do the practices. Right. And so that became, you know, kind of uh, disappointing. And so he thought, I don't need, I don't want to do this because if I can't, you know, that was always my contention myself was if I can't do the work in a in a body right then i don't want to belong to it exactly right? yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. know i'm not giving my total support to it 
then I don't want to be involved in it. That's the truest definition yeah. of what I say to every new bro. If you get out of this, what you put in it. If, if you you're put putting in everything it. in it, but you're not getting nothing out of it. Yeah. Get out of that. And yeah. Some lodges, he demitted from Scotty Trice. Some lodges are like that. You guys put everything into it, and all he, all he does is get flacked for it. Or guys, oh, we don't do it that way. And that's what hurts a lot sometimes. These new guys get in there and they get shut down every damn time. My and, and I'm I'm willing to bet both of you are going to agree with me. And I've seen it in lodges I've visited. I've seen it in all three lodges in Dubois County at times. The thing that irks me the most, and I tend to keep quiet about this, and I'm not trying to. As as I always say on episodes, we're not. I we never come on here to throw shade at any appendant body or any brother. That's not what we do. But we sometimes bring awareness to things that goes on. Nothing chaps me more than when I see brothers who don't participate in degree work chastising the brothers who get up and do the degree work yeah. after the lodge is over. Well, you really screwed that part up or you didn't do a good job. And, and I'm well, sitting there like, this instead of saying, or, yeah. And I'm like, like you but at? you never get out of your chair to do anything. This brother always volunteers. Like if you think you can do it so much better than no, no disrespect. Why are you not up doing it? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's been nights I've gone to degree work, and I, didn't, I just didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get up there and start talking, but, hey, we need you to do this. Yeah, all right, I'll do it. Why not? You know. and, 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 Phil, I'm going to tell you this, and I've said this in, in past episodes, and a lot of people we, – we've, we've met a lot of people because of this show. Oh, yeah, we absolutely. get friend requests from people now we don't even know because I'm, of this show. I've met complete strangers because of so, this show. And, and I've put this on my personal Facebook page. We've put it on our own Facebook page for the show. I travel not to see degrees. I travel to help put on degrees. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it's question and answers, whether it's just simply being a Tyler, I travel to it's be a part of the degree. However, Todd gives me flack about this. I generally do not work the Master Mason degree because mm, you know. I, it's so beautiful and symbolic. I want to sit and watch it. However, Todd has forced me at gunpoint before to do the craft work. It was at knife point, not gunpoint. The craft, <laughs> and we butchered the craft. Oh, yeah, we, hor- we, horrible. we horribly butchered the craft. We were stepping on each other's lines. We were saying wrong craft. But, you was, know, the, the, the brother did third at night. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't know, but uh, it was bad. But he's like, Todd's like, you know, the whole point of this is, he goes, one of these days, the older guys are going to lay down their working tools when they're gone. Who's going to be the craft? Well, you think about it, most of the craft and guys who do the craft work are the older guys, guys who've Correct. seen it a thousand times and know just from that. And like those guys are going to die off soon. And then we're going, well, who can do the craft? Well, I guess we're going to have to read it. And I absolutely refused to ever see it. I read. told him, I said, can I walk around the lodge with my book? He said, why? You don't know the part anyways. Even the, you're just, the book's not going to help you. <laughs> no. The book, you're going to go, what's that letter mean? Because, you know, you don't know it. The red letter but you do you do a fantastic job on the craft. I've watched you do craft in many degrees. Craft's my favorite part. You, you can really you, you can do really a really good job on the craft. You know the, the second and third craft are so close. You know, oh yeah, I do get mixed up. Me too. I've done both second and third, uh, and a lot of times the third craft steps on the second, or the second steps on the third. Yep. So, oh yeah, I've done I've done both the second and third, and you can step on me. I think me and you done before, and you stole quite a few of my lines doing <laughs> that. Like, would you shut up? Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Well, it's, it doesn't matter now, but it's like that was my line. Like, oh, oh well. <laughs> I got I got a couple more questions. I want to make sure I ask you before we end. Which I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying we're putting a bow on this. We're right at one hour right now, mm-hmm. but. 
the couple more things I want to get out, which, of course, we have the big question at the end of the episode oh, yeah, that yeah. we ask everybody. But before we get that, another question that just popped in my mind is you're so knowledgeable on things involving Freemasonry and the appendant bodies. And I, I think of you in the same regard that I think of Neil Ward, and I love Neil to absolute pieces. Wow. Just there, buddy. Well, <laughs> the reason I say that is because talking to you about Freemasonry is the equivalent of talking to Neil Ward. It's going and sitting under the learning tree and just yeah, what about chop liver. But <laughs> where, I'm, where I'm going with this is what would you say to somebody who just a stranger in the community is say, say he is an 18 year old kid. Uh, I heard you're a Mason, Mr. Stroud. Uh, I'm thinking about joining. What, what can you tell me about it? You seem like you'd be the perfect guy to ask about that. Um, I guess. Uh, one of the things that you know always attracted me was when I found my dad's monitor in the desk drawer when I was about 13 or 14 years old Uh, I looked at it was curious and then I found his uh, letter C book you know the yeah 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 yeah, and I thought what in the world is this was it like the old uh, Keith Thomas Bible or uh, snap on it and everything? No. It oh, was, it actual was a, Just like the ones that we have now. Oh, okay. For the Master Mason. Right. All right. You know, yeah, yeah. It's just your cipher. Yeah. Yeah. The deci- yeah. yeah. And I didn't know what that was. But uh, I guess I would say, you know, hey, if you want to join an organization that uh, supports other men or even, you know, the community, you know, we don't do a good job of promoting ourselves <clears throat> in the community. And I think we need to do a lot better job That's kind of, a theme of us. <laughs> what Masons are about. You know, like I said, in that obligation that we take as an entered apprentice. That means a lot to me. I, I hold fast to that obligation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially the entered apprentice. If you meet a brother especially a, a brother mason in a penal situation yeah. you contribute right if you want you know especially if that person says you know he would like to join or he wants to get involved in something uh, uh supporting other people i would say hey look at masons yeah so, absolutely there yeah so, uh phil are you are you part of bartimaeus no, I'm not. Okay, I was want to make sure we, if yeah. you were, we covered that. I couldn't remember if you said you were part of Bartimaeus or not. No, not that's a there. that's the other Phil. That's, that's the other Phil. Phil yeah. <laughs> right. Hear that all the time. <laughs> Which that's a great that's a great oh, thing. Yeah, he's yeah. what senior warden this year. Uh, yes, so, yeah. he'll be he'll be he'll master of Bartimaeus next year. year. I think we have his installation here too. Do you know we've been doing this show eleven months now? Mm, yeah. And we get messages all the time on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We also get messages on our personal Facebook page, Jared Atkins, Todd Whaley. You know, I've had so many people David ask me, like, <laughs> what's Bartimaeus? And I'm like, it's one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. It's nothing like you've ever seen. They're like, well, do you have to change everything you do then, don't you? No, 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 no. Yeah, just the floor work. The ritual. Ritual's uh, all the same. It's just the floor work. Someone different. popped up on, a, I think it's a winding stairs, talked about Bartimaeus Lodge. And it was the only lodge in the... 
only special purpose, I guess, lodge in the United States that does what they do. And it's under dispensation. Now, I think Texas has one now, too. I'm not 100% sure on that. But we're the, it's the only lodge that is, it is an actual lodge under dispensation and has not been charged under dispensation. But it's the only lodge that can uh, change the floor work to help to keep have a brother go through the degrees. Right. Whether they have a wheelchair, <clears throat> walker, whatever, service dog, or whatever. Put the Bible on the candidate's lap. Yep. Uh, I've seen wheelchairs and put it on a, a border on, on wheelchairs. And, and Phil is always, you know, when he introduces himself and he talks about being a member of Bartimaeus, he said, you know, for the longest time, Indiana was the only grand body mm -hmm. that or your jurisdiction that had the Bartimaeus uh, Lodge. Right. But other jurisdictions I have think, now followed suit thinking Texas that that's... is the only one. It, but, no one okay. else does that. <clears throat> I think they just change it as the Lodge needs it. But Yeah. Because I know I, I was senior deacon for a, a Lodge up north one time and this old man was going through and everyone knew him. He was like everybody's grandpa and we're on the EA degree, you know, you make, make one trip around the lodge. It took us every bit of 25 minutes to get him around at one time. We and did we ended up had to sit him down in a chair. And then that hit next We got a wheelchair, yeah. Hit, well, he got a wheelchair. We had to, when he did, he did his obligation to sit him down as an EA because he could, he could not kneel. There was no way he was going to do it. And the, uh, I told those guys, like, you got to get Barton Madison here to do it because he actually did not get that right. That's what, that's what you did. Uh, we had that. Uh, Jim Kaiser's uh, son, who was a little bit uh, 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 challenged that way, right. and we did his EA degree, and then we realized that we can't do this. Yeah, not safe. So we contacted Bartimaeus, and they came down and did it yep. the next two degrees for us. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great thing to have at our right. disposals because, you know, they have insurance to cover anything happens right. to them, and they have a little bit of special training. They can do all. Yeah, like a five million dollar policy. That that's going to cover. Five million. I, think, I know it's it's it's, it's, it's at least a million. I thought yeah. Phil said it was five. It's at least a, it's which is a nice ways. little insurance thing to have. Oh yeah. Because things happen. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, Up we in New we, York, they got shot during that Philocraft uh, club they have there. Yeah, I think. You, know, you I, remember hearing about that? I think I heard about Dude, it. What? Guy would join like a, a side club in the, the lodge head up in New York, upstate New York. I, I need to call our brother on. Um, yeah, I need to call that author we talked to who's <laughs> on of, you know, the the clandestine, the clandestine yeah. lodge. If somebody's getting shot, that's got to well, be now, a clandestine. No, it was it was after, it the clandestine lodge. It was the clandestine. It was a, a regular blue lodge, but they had like a side degree they did for fellow crafts. I think it was fellow crafts. But what they did is they had a stayed in front of these, this board that had a uh, had cans on it. Oh God! But why are we why are we doing cap, this? They have a, basically a cap, a, cap, a pistol, a blanket, a cap gun, whatever. And say, trust your brother, you know, shoot those cans out there. And I had a guy behind him, when they would fire that gun, he would knock the can off with a hammer, basically. So they got to hear that, hit, ding, ding, he blindfolded and everything. Well, Everybody in the state of Indiana that did this would get blackballed if this happened here. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, Brindley, well, Brindley would put the shut down on that right away. <laughs> the guy pulled out, had a gun, had an actual bullet in him, and shot the guy right in the head. And killed him. Dead on the spot. I don't know. And it was all completely by accident. guy thought he put blanks in the gun. It wasn't blanks, and just and that it, it when it first happened. Um, what was that? Oh, there was all kinds of. What I, year was that? It was back in the uh, uh, two thousand six, seven. Well, I wasn't a Mason. Man. Maybe I know I had been Mason very long. 
I thought it was later than that. I thought it was maybe like in 2010. Uh, I was monarch to ten. But if I was already in, it I happened don't before. This. It happened while before I was master. Now it had been 2004 or five. So I was master oh six or seven eight nine. So and this is when what state? New York. New York. Oh, I guarantee you the Grand Lodge was not happy <clears throat> oh, they, about the lodge, that. Oh, the lodge got shut down for a while. Then they had to have right. full investigation. Of course, police had investigation right. on too and everything. It was big news and all across Mason. Right, in for a circles, while. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. There's a lot of. Everybody, oh, well, see, now Mason shoot people. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. And there were actually grand matters going on the news to address this in some states. Like, this guns is are not, not allowed in guns lodges, Guns are not allowed guys. in lodges. This is a side degree that they do for fun, and it ended it up well. One and, other and thing. It was probably over 100-something years old they've been doing this degree. And that's the first time they ever had anything like that happen, so. One other thing I want to ask you, we, we, uh, we've been asking this question a lot more on episodes lately because everybody seems to kind of have a dog in the fight about this. Uh, boxers or briefs? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, boxers or briefs. Uh, depends on the outer garments. That's true. Um, so I've, I've heard of this with uh, the Knights Templar. Uh, I mainly hear about it with the Shrine. I have had people before ask me, how can I become a Shriner or how do I become a Knights Templar? Yeah. Well, you have to go through Blue Lodge first. No, I don't want to do that. Tell me how I can skip that. Well, it doesn't work that way. Yes, it does. How can I become a Knights Templar? I don't care about your Masonic lodges. I want to be a Knights Templar. I want to be a Shriner. Yeah. Well, they're all the same. You just, so, uh, and there's been talks if, uh, social media can be the greatest thing in the world. It can also be the it devil. Is. But there's a lot of talk across social media and, and some of the websites where, you know, I like to read about Masonic happenings and things. There's been talks and discussions that some of these appendant bodies have at least discussed the idea of changing the way things can be done where you don't have to be a Mason to become these things. And I'm kind of just you being a huge York right guy. I kinda, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't see what he did off camera here, but it was funny. I'm, I, I don't think. uh and Todd and I and Ryan, Ryan really gave an honest no, opinion no. about the shrine. And, and again, we love the shrine. We're not crapping on the shrine or anything. That's it's just uh, we had a discussion where Ryan told us he could see. Didn't he say that he could see it happening? Where they just change it? And I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I can see it happening in the shrine. So well, <clears throat> and Ryan was probably talking about his personal experience with Coast Sarah. Yeah, right. I think. With, right. Yeah, I think you're something. About I mean, that. we recorded that episode like three or four weeks ago, so I don't yeah. remember what was said verbatim. But we had a big talk with him about this, did we not? Yeah, it was a pretty discussion. Ryan uh, was born with a heart defect, and the Children's Hospital up at Louisville is a big uh, benefactor of Cosair Charities, right? Uh, which is the shrine there right. in Louisville, and so. You know, they raise a lot of money and everything to give equipment to the hospital there. And if it wasn't for the Cosair Charities and the uh, WHAS Crusade, which is tied to right. Cosair, they wouldn't have all the equipment that they have no, to do all. all the tests to, uh, uh, do, to help kids with disabilities. And Ryan is a benefactor of that. Uh, he's had probably he's had 
one open heart surgery. He's had uh, three or four closed heart surgeries replacing the leads on his pacemaker. He's had he's on about his fifth or sixth pacemaker. He talked to us about oh, his yeah. ticker, didn't he? Right. Yeah. And so you know Ryan has some experience with that, and so he would be probably one of the first to tell you that yeah he would like to be a Shriner. Uh, and not knowing that you know they're, that they're tied to Masons, uh, but he would be uh, probably one of the first to say, "Hey, yeah." And that's what baffles me, Phil, about that more than anything. And, and Todd does too. It's the the vast number of people that don't realize. Well, if you're a Knights Templar, you're a Mason. If you're a Shriner, you're a Mason. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Phil and I, uh, Phil Atkins. Phil took me to my second York Rite degree mm -hmm. uh, a month and a half ago. I rode down with Phil. I met him here because. Uh, we rode down there. There goes my dad sneaking out the door right there. Look, he just <laughs> he had a cameo and didn't even realize it. Uh, Phil took me down there, and he, he was telling me a story about uh, Brother Skinner, owner of the Bird's Eye Walmart over here. Yeah. Uh, he went to a hardware store uh, not that long ago, a couple years ago, somewhere going down towards Vincennes Way, and the Shriners organization – had uh had hung a poster in there and uh the the people that had owned this hardware store or something weren't really big fans of masons because they were you know no offense i'm catholic they were catholic you had that whole catholic mason thing going on there mm -hmm. but they they hung a shriners poster up there and carl said oh yeah you like the shriners huh oh yeah the shriners are great people I looked at Phil. He goes, he didn't bother to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> he was too nice of a guy. Well, I've met several people. He's like, oh, those Shriners did great work. And I said, well, the Masons, those are evil, dashly people. They sacrifice Secret children. Secret societies. They, you know, it's an like, well, you know you got to be a Mason to be a Shriner, right? No, you don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> there was a, a lady that taught school there in Paoli with my wife. Her son was a, a burn victim that uh, benefited from the Shrine Hospital out mm -hmm. in the St. Louis, I think. Yeah, St. Louis had the burn unit, I think. Yeah. And they're the ones that got the burn unit. And anyway, she praised the Shriners to high heaven. And then somebody asked her about the Masons. And oh, she yeah. said, no, no, I don't like the Masons. And so that Mason politely told her, said, uh, you can't be a Shriner without being a Mason. That mm. kind of, oh, yeah. uh oh And again, for the last time, we've said it for a year now. Oh, I love the Shrine. We're, we, we all love the Shrine. I cannot think of something I am more proud to be related to because if you're a shrine you're a mason they do fantastic work it's just I, I, I get caught up in the hoopla of everybody like it's the cars 99 percent of the time the conversation goes to the cars it's the cars in the circus well even the grotto we had the cars and everything those are fun it it's yeah. like we're the oh, yeah. same people we do the same things they just they're more recognized they have hospital and that's fantastic yeah they i have just the i hate the stick in the world but. i shouldn't say hey i dislike the stigma that it's like Oh, I just want to go to drive the car. It's like you're so much more than driving the car, bro. I like if you only want to drive a car, go buy one, go drive it around. <laughs> you're about eight, nine hundred dollars a piece. If you want one, go buy one, drive it's around. Just a little go kart. Yeah, all it is is a go kart with a funny body on it. Right. I used to drive a little pickup truck around, a little, little uh, step side pickup truck. It was fun as it could be. I did the parade, and that was a blast. <laughs> so, second to last question. And then, of course, the last one's our favorite. That's always the question we end every show. Second to last question. You know, I've said on this show, when I first learned about masonry, I was probably five or six. That's when I seen Dad and Grandpa, 
you know, at the kitchen table studying. And, and I've said it a hundred times on this show and I'll still say it. The coolest logo and brand identification in the world is the square compass and letter G. Amen. And I've seen that on that book and it stuck with me. You've got it on your shirt. We've both, he's got on his shirt. I, I'm not wearing my ring or my shirt, but I've got one of the hat pins. I don't remember which, which grandmaster's pin this was. It's, uh, Danny Martin's. That was yeah. Danny Martin's pin. Yeah. Um, what do you think when you went in all those years ago, whether it be in Blue Lodge, whether it be one of the independent bodies, what has been the most eye-opening experience for you? Something that you did not expect or something that you learned or you're like, wow, that was not at all what I thought it was. Every Mason's generally got one moment that sticks out to them. They're like, that was not at all what I thought it was going to be. What's that moment for you, if you can think of it? Well, that's a hard question. Uh, I've experienced so much. Um, this has been the greatest episode. I'm so happy he's here. <laughs> um, I guess um, attending annual – this may sound crazy. Annual communication, the first time as the master of the lodge and all that went on up there, all the uh, – Pop and circumstance. Pop, pop and circumstance and everything. Uh, and – uh, regulations being changed or oh, added and things like that and all that goes into it, all the preparation. Uh, and and the, the one gentleman that uh, uh, is still with us and, I, and every time I see him, I, I can't thank him enough. Lloyd Smith. He did. He was at all three of my degrees, and he did my middle chamber lecture, and did uh, a couple of the film lectures and everything. And it, the memory work that a lot of people, uh, the work that they can do. Phil Atkins is another one. Oh yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. That you know, and hearing Phil do the memorial service, he's one of the best that I've heard. Yeah. The memorial service. I agree with that. And should, should I tell Phil the prompter story real fast? Nah, I get it, <laughs> it only takes like yeah, a go minute. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So when 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 Grandpa passed away, uh, September tenth of twenty twenty one, you know we when we had his funeral. So my dad and my my uncle are are both Masons, and of course I'm a master Mason, and then. My uncle's boys are all three Marines. All three Atkins boys are Marines. And his oldest boy is an inter he's an outstanding EA here. He's looking to get back in. Uh, but the other two boys, the, the youngest boy, uh, and that's what brought me back to Lodge, of course, was losing. I, I asked if I could do something as Masonic Services. They asked me. Ron Abel was master of the Lodge that year. He said, well, would you be senior deacon at your grandpa? I said, absolutely, 100%. So my dad and my uncle and my cousin are all sitting out there with, you know, grandma and the family and everything. I'm the only one that stood up because that's what I want to do. It was important to me. Lodge was our thing. Me and dad didn't do a whole lot of lodge stuff together. Me and Papa did. That was our thing. And Phil does an absolute beautiful funeral degree. And, of course, as I said, it's the saddest looking apron we have. But that black apron is the most beautiful of all the aprons we have, too. And Phil's up there and he's just he does such a great job well gordon's youngest boy mitch uh he kept i noticed his eyes and he said for his, his eyes are doing this he's kind of turning his head around and he's looking 
And it took me a, a few minutes to realize what was going on. I, I knew he was looking for a teleprompter. Mm -hmm. So after the Masonic service is over, I go outside to grab a cigarette. Here he comes. He goes, hey, where was the prompter? I said, what? He goes, I know that guy was reading that off a prompter. And my dad's out there. My dad goes, no, he's not. He's like, he knows all this stuff. His rabbits could tell you all the degree work. Yeah. We laugh, but he was. He looked, I tell everybody that story. Oh, he, that he's looks for the, he was looking for the prompter. He thought Phil was reading that off a prompter. Like, do you guys read that somewhere? Where is it? No. I don't. Like, and it wasn't just him. When you go to more funeral degrees, if Phil's doing them, you see people looking around. They're oh, yeah. like, the guy's got to be doing this off a teleprompter somewhere. Yeah. It's it's just amazing to me that somebody can put in that much work and commit that much. And I guarantee you his rabbits could probably recite all, right. all this stuff. Rabbit could do this terrorist probably better than I could read it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I don't want to do this, but we're gonna have to start tied yeah, up. Got, so we got our guest coming on next. We got uh, we've yeah Barry Barry Wanninger will be here in about. We got Shaggy yeah. coming up next too. So. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna ask the question. Go ahead. So so brother Phil. This is our favorite question to ask because it's always the final question too because it's the best one. It's the best one. Everybody gives a different answer. There's no right or wrong answer. And the funny thing is, you would think the answers would all end up the same, nope. but they're all vastly different. And we love this. We love asking this question. So, when you lay down your working tools, and it's going to happen to everybody because why? No one gets out alive. No one gets out alive. When people look back on you, and we're not so much as a man, but when people look back on you as a Mason and your journey and what you've done to the fraternity, what do you hope your legacy was? Everybody does. You notice one thing everybody does? Everybody, think about everybody does the... <laughs> <laughs> That's a bigger... Mm. You know, I guess that... I did the craft well that I hurt no one, first and foremost. That's the big one. That I hurt no one, that I was fair and honest with everyone that I came in contact with, that uh, I did a good job, that uh, uh, I just wanted to hope that I am respected uh, for what I did for masonry, um, and that um, no one thinks ill of me. I don't think there'll ever be anybody in the yeah, world who will ever say a thing uh, bad about you as a mason or as a man. No. I doubt that very seriously. This uh, a great episode. What was uh, what was Chevy Chase's line in National Vacation, or maybe it was Christmas Vacation? We're gonna have to have the smile surgically removed off our faces. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, Big Ben Parliament. Big Ben Parliament. But like, I I'm so happy we got to sit down with you. Oh yeah. I felt the same level of excitement when we got to sit down with Sam Spears. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would've been a good one. And uh, when we got to sit down with Neil Ward. And uh, yeah, I I'm so glad you came today. Uh, go ahead and uh, we we always give everybody a chance because I believe your titles are important and it and it's awesome. Go ahead if you want to run through your introduce yourself, run through your titles again. I am currently the master of uh, Newton Stewart Lodge. I have been a high priest of a chapter, of a illustrious master of a council, uh, eminent commander of commandery. Uh, I've been the director general of the Yeoman of York. Uh, 
I have been the Grand Chaplain of Grand Council. I'm currently the Grand Chaplain of the Grand Chapter of Royal Archmasons. Uh, I've been a Grand Marshal of the Royal Archmasons. I've been the Grand Historian and the Grand Guard of the Royal Archmasons. Uh, so, why don't we just tie? I haven't, I haven't really got a title for this one yet. I'm thinking like well-traveled Mason. Like I threw an inside joke at at Ryan's title. I think it's something like "Call me father" or "Call me brother." It's all the same. It's something like that. Because yeah. I figure he's gonna get a kick out of that when he sees it. But uh, I haven't really got an episode title for this one. But figure it out. Figure it out. I hit more than I miss. I usually do. Oh, I give you that. But uh, that I I I am so thankful that you came down to be with us today. I'm sure there's a million other things you'd rather been doing on a beautiful but chilly Sunday afternoon. Fall is here. See, I made chilly yesterday at my house, too. It was a perfect day for it, too. It was all right. So, (laughs) Brother Phil, thank you so much for being here today. This was was awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, More great content to come. We've got a full marathon today. Full slate today. Full slate today. So, for uh, Brother Phil Stroud. For Brother Todd Whaley. For Brother Jerry Atkins. This has been another episode of that other Masonic podcast, and we will talk to you guys next time. Peace. Thank you.